in the know. To be knowledgeable or having access to information about something, being privy to special or new information, or this program on KXIT. It's time now for In the Know, brought to you by your Dalhart Connection, bringing our community together with new and important information with your host, Dyke Rogers, and this week's guest. Welcome to this week's edition of In the Know. I'm your host, Dyke Rogers, and today's guests are Stephanie Faust, who is the Director of Rehab and Physical, Occupational, and Speech Therapy, and Amy Welch, Director of Cardiopulmonary Rehab, both with the Dallum Hartley Hospital District and uh, Coon Memorial Hospital here in Dalhart. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start with you, Stephanie. You're the Director of Rehab and Physical uh, Occupational Speech Therapy. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about what that means. For all therapies, we see people from birth all the way to right before death. We work on pediatric care, developmental, speech, feeding, handwriting, fine motor skills, gross motor skills, physical therapy specifically, we work more, we can work on any part of the body. We work on ambulation or gait movements, people that are having falls, balance problems, orthopedic surgeries, pain, like I said, developmental, not crawling, not walking, those kinds of things. We do wound care. I think that's something that people don't know that we do. We debride wounds and take care of those for people that have a variety of different issues. We have a Parkinson's program for physical therapy called Big and Loud, which works with physical and occupational therapy to promote better movements and function in the home and the community for those types of patients. Our occupational therapists, they work with people's hands, elbows, shoulders, that type of thing to get them back to work, to get them back to where they can grip or function better at home. They work with pediatric patients trying to use their arms and and provide those kinds of fine motor and gross motor skills. They also work with patients, especially like in the hospital or the nursing home setting, working on being able to get dressed or being able to move their upper extremities, their arms better, being able to take care of their activities of daily living that they would have to do at home to stay at home and be by themselves. Our speech therapist, she works not only on just speech and talking, but she works on swallowing and are patients safe to have certain diets and that type of thing textures with kiddos who have texture problems and aren't eating or are having deficiencies because of that. She works on that. She also works on cognition with patients, sometimes post-COVID or as we get older or because we've had a stroke, we have different deficits that we need to work on memory recall or fact finding and those kinds of things. And she, she works on that as well. What kind of training does it take for somebody to do this kind of work? It's anywhere from a master's to a doctorate degree in the physical therapy world. A physical therapist is a doctor, doctorate, entry-level doctorate at this point. We also have physical therapy assistants, which are associate's degrees. Amarillo College has a program that puts out physical therapy assistants. On the occupational therapy side, it's a master's or doctorate program. Some Some programs are now doctorate, but it's not completely doctorate across the board. So it just kind of depends on which school you went to. Occupational therapy assistants, they're the same as the physical therapy assistants. It's an associate's degree. And then speech therapist or a master's degree. 
Wow. I guess I didn't realize it took that much training. And as an exercise, you know, when somebody comes in for therapy, they're normally referred by a physician, aren't they? Correct. Yes. It could be a a medical physician, a podiatrist if it's a foot issue. It could be a neurologist, an orthopedic surgeon. It could be a physician's assistant, a nurse practitioner, any of those type of referrals, even a chiropractor for physical therapy if it has to do with the spine or something that a chiropractor would deal with. So why wouldn't somebody just do these exercises at home? Why did they come in for physical therapy? Um, The same reason that none of us exercise at home on a regular basis. (laughs) You mean we wouldn't do that? (laughs) I think it's it's easier. We kind of joke it's easier to have somebody else torture you and kind of take you through that than it is to do it yourself. If you've had a surgery or if you've had a neurological event, a stroke or you have Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis or something like that, I don't think you always know what to do. And I think you need that guidance of someone to take you through and safely rehab you and get you through a process. If you're talking about pediatrics, sometimes parents, it's their first kid or it's their only kid and they just don't know. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing or maybe it's their last kid and their older kids talk for them and get everything for them and they just don't really know you know, how to how to process that and get get that child through where they need to be to get to that next level. So we're there just as a safe guide to get you through that rehab to the next step. Our goal is always just to get you back to what you want to be doing in your life and in your community, regardless of which therapy it is. You have a program where somebody finishes their physical therapy. You have a really nice facility there. Mm -hmm. They're eligible to continue to use that facility for a while? Yes. We let our patients come in for six months after they're discharged, and they can keep using the equipment. If they need assistance, we're there to assist them as, as we can, but it's an independent home exercise program where they can come in and use the facility for six months when they're discharged. Okay, now in your speech therapy, why would somebody need speech therapy? For just basic language therapy, she sees a lot of pediatric patients who aren't talking or have a stutter or just cannot pronounce their words enough to communicate with their family or maybe even at school. And so there's one reason. Patients that have had have been really sick or have had respiratory issues or have had a stroke or even post-COVID, we've seen a lot in the last couple of years. Swallowing is sometimes an issue depending on what's going on with their throat. And so if a patient is drinking regular liquids or eating regular foods, but they're choking on them, you have a risk of what's called aspiration where that food or water gets into your lungs and then it can cause an infection and could kill you. And so she does a lot of bedside swallow evaluations, nursing home or at the hospital, or sometimes even in the outpatient clinic for that type of patient to see if they're able to safely use those muscles and and swallow efficiently. And then cognition is another thing. Sometimes we get to a point where we forget things for whatever reason. Um, She does a lot of memory recall and trying to orient patients to the person, place, and time and the situation so that they can function better at home or in whatever environment that they're living in. Wow. Well, most of the things you talked about with speech is is helping people talk more. Do you have a program that lets people talk less? Um, 
there are some there are some husbands <laughs> and wives that might want that, that might therapy. Want some. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could send them to physical or occupational therapy, and we could just work with them that way. Maybe they'll talk a little less. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Listen, thank you very much, yes. Stephanie. What a great explanation, and what a great bunch of services. I mean, I didn't realize the hospital did all of this. So. Yeah, I think that we are very blessed in our community to have the availability of the services. I think sometimes doctors or other larger cities think, oh, well, they probably don't have that there. Oh, well, they probably don't have that there. We provide everything here that you could go get at a physical therapy place in Amarillo or Dumas or anywhere else. Well, without having to drive a couple hours each way. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. Well, thank you. The Delam Hartley County Hospital District would like to announce the retirement of primary care provider Bruce Schubert, PAC. Bruce Schubert will be retiring from DHCHD effective January 1st, 2023. Schubert has served the Dallam Hartley County's Hospital District and the Dalhart community for the past 29 years, where he has provided exceptional care to many patients and families. He will continue seeing patients throughout the month of December, but his clinic hours will be shortened beginning December the 8th. A retirement party will be held at the XIT Woodfire Grill on December the 14th from 4 to 6 p.m. to celebrate Schubert's career. All former patients, friends, and family are welcome to attend. In the Know, brought to you by the Dalhart Connection and sponsored by the Dalham Hartley County's Hospital District. Amy, you are the Director of Cardiopulmonary Rehab. Is that right? That is. Hey, I got it all in one sentence. Yes. So talk to us about what you do. What does that look like? What Cardiopulmonary Rehab is, is it's a program that focuses on exercise conditioning, strength training, breathing retraining. We also do nutritional counseling, medication management, and we also have, you know, behavioral health in there for emotional support if a patient needs it. Okay, and just the word cardiopulmonary, Mm -hmm. I assume this has to do with your heart and your lungs? Your heart and your lungs. How can we make your heart and your lungs work better? to where you have increased endurance. We have also seen a lot of post-COVID patients where it's just you can't get back up to your prior level of functioning. On the cardiac side, we see patients who, anyone who has had a recent cardiac event, if you've had a heart attack, stents placed, if you've got any type of heart valve, any kind of chest pain even, will qualify you for the program. On the lung side, any t- anybody with COPD, emphysema, asthma, any kind of restricted lung disease, and then and then also huge is, is COVID. So those are the type of patients that we see on the heart and the lung side. Okay, well tell me how does COVID affect pulmonary or cardio? So what we what we have seen is people who suffered COVID, they don't really bounce back. Some people, you know, you hear of the long COVID. These are the patients who are still having shortness of breath. They have not returned back to their prior level of functioning. And so that's where we come in and work on their endurance. We do strength training, exercise program cardiovascular. So we do a little bit of cardio, a little bit of strength, and we just try to build people back up after after COVID. Okay, now I know with the with the occupational health and with the physical therapy, you have to have a doctor's referral mm-hmm. in order to talk with you or to be able to be in the program. How do you access the patients that you have or how do they access you? We can go through I've gotten several referrals, you know, from the nursing home and so it's just the nursing home says, Hey, I think this patient would benefit from your program. Legacy see we've had patients from there say this patient would really benefit from your program a family member can 
can say, I've got my mom, I think she would be great. And then I'll actually reach out to their primary care physician, gather the information, see what they would do. And then our medical director is Dr. Turner. And so I would actually get an order from Dr. Turner to to proceed and evaluate. I don't have to have a physician's referral from a primary care physician to, to get into the program. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. So if a family member thinks that there's somebody that, that needs some help with either cardio or pulmonary, they mm-hmm. can contact you directly mm-hmm. at, the, yes. at the hospital. Yes, sir. And then you'll provide uh, the ability to get them into whatever mm-hmm. doctor they need then to I, be. Then I'll, I'll go to work from there. Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm assuming that all of these services are eligible for some sort of uh, insurance coverage for yes. Medicare, for Medicaid, for those sort of deals. And you accept all of those? Yes. So all of our services, we bill insurance. Well, I, I suspect that that's one of the reasons that people might be a little reluctant to call you is how are we going to afford this, right. you know? And so you, you do have mm-hmm. the ability to access that coverage where yes. they have them. Yep. It's yes. very common. 100%. Yes. We, we bill insurance. Some insurances are different. Every insurance is different, so they have a different process. But if you are in the Medicare population... If you have Medicare and a supplement, it pays 100% of your therapy. And then every other insurance, they have a deductible and that kind of thing, just like your doctor's appointments. But we check all of that for you and then let you know what your benefits are for each service. Well, I know that my wife ran over herself in a car, which is pretty hard to do, (laughs) and came for physical therapy. And it just made a huge difference in her ability to get around and to recover. I think she recovered a lot faster and a lot better because she had it. I I guess I was a little skeptical originally because I'm thinking you're just doing this little exercise and this is supposed to really help you that much. Uh, It really did. I think people think, oh, I just moved this. Um, you know, I think of people when they're doing arm exercises, you know, guys at a gym, they're always doing bicep curls and tricep curls. Where you have tons of muscles in your shoulder that if you don't work them, they don't stabilize your shoulder and hold it like it's supposed to. And then you eventually get a rotator cuff or have problems there. Every joint is kind of that way. If you don't move a joint, it doesn't circulate and it doesn't keep the cartilage healthy like it's supposed to. And it doesn't let you keep your motion and then then your muscles break down so it's kind of beneficial i think no matter what issue you have going on just to, even even if it's just a guide for a few visits just to get you on the right track of what you're supposed to be doing that's great well i, I tell you i have been uh, we've done a number of these programs with different areas of the hospital and, and i appreciate the fact that the hospital district is sponsoring this program to be able to let the community know the things that you have i've learned a lot and I, hopefully our listeners are learning a lot about what it is that you do and how you do it. And one of the things that I've noted about the hospital, just looking around, is that y'all are people, too. Right. Sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Uh, Good and or so bad. We're people. I, <laughs> yeah, I right. have that. I have that. So so as a as a people, too, how many of those people do you have working in your department? On the the outpatient therapy side, we have... There's two physical therapists, three physical therapy assistants, so five there. I have an administration assistant and a technician that work there in the building as well. And then I have a speech therapist and then an occupational therapist and an occupational therapy assistant. So you got a lot of people coming and going. We have a lot of people coming and going. Okay. Yes. And on, I, I know, Amy, on the on the uh, cardiopulmonary, you're sort of a one-person band, aren't I you? I am. It is me. So they don't they don't have to worry about which assistant they're going to get. They get you when they when they're dealing yes. with it. Uh-huh. Okay, sounds good. Is there anything you guys would like to tell us about anything else that I haven't asked you? 
No, I think also Stephanie touched on this. A lot of times I've had, um, I've spoken with several patients whose pulmonologist may not know that Dalhart has this program or everyone in Dalhart that has a cardiologist, they travel to Amarillo. I think that the Amarillo doctors are more likely to refer to this program, a cardiopulmonary rehab in Amarillo, and the likelihood for compliance. You know, somebody's not going to travel to Amarillo three times a week, you know, to have their appointment when the physician. So if anybody has a cardiologist or a pulmonologist in Amarillo, just be sure to let them know that we do offer these services here locally. That's a really a good point. And I, th- I think I've noticed that if people don't take care of their own health care and take a little bit of advocacy, uh, they get whatever comes up. And, and just knowing that you have the service here mm-hmm. and if people will ask their physician, let's just do our rehab in Dalhart, mm-hmm. then I, I think that would work really well. Yes. Agree on the other therapy side. You have to be your own advocate. If you're not advocating for yourself and your family members, then nobody else probably is, even though we think everybody is, but nobody really is. And so I think that if you ask the doctors 99% of the time, they don't care where you do it as long as you're doing it and there's communication between them and that facility. So if you have a back pain issue, I don't want to drive an hour and a half to Amarillo do an hour of rehab and then sit in a car which causes my back pain an hour and a half back you you kind of undone everything that you just did in the hour you were there plus financially if i'm going to go to emerald i'm there for half a day which is a half a day that i'm taking off of work which is gas that i'm spending both ways which i'm probably eating lunch while i'm there which just kind of adds up it's more cost effective to stay home and then you can still function and do what you need to do in the community well, you're making a good case for why people should be doing it local. And, and just the fact that you have this many professionals who actually are able to do this here. If, if our listeners out there will just ask for the services here as opposed to doing them somewhere else, that would be a good thing. Correct, yeah. Okay, well, thank you all. Uh, this has been In the Know. Uh, it's part of the Dalhart Connection. Uh, hopefully you listen today, but if you have somebody else that needs to listen to this, they can certainly catch it on kxit.com for this episode and past episodes. Again, thanks to Coon Memorial Hospital for sponsoring this program and bringing to us the information that we need to be able to have a better life here in Dalhart. The Dalhart County's Hospital District would like to announce the retirement of primary care provider Bruce Schubert. PAC. Bruce Schubert will be retiring from DHCHD effective January 1st, 2023. Schubert has served the Dalham Hartley County's Hospital District and the Dalhart community for the past 29 years, where he has provided exceptional care to many patients and families. He will continue seeing patients throughout the month of December, but his clinic hours will be shortened beginning December the 8th. A retirement party will be held at the XIT Woodfire Grill on December the 14th from 4 to 6 p.m. to celebrate Schubert's career. All former patients, friends, and family are welcome to attend. In the Know, brought to you by the Dalhart Connection and sponsored by the Dalham-Hartley County's Hospital District.